coming up on this week's episode. Perez takes victory in Singapore while Max puts the champagne back on ice. Ferrari get their first double podium since Miami. Mercedes have a weekend to forget while McLaren jump Alpine in the constructors. And nobody agrees with Dave. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Welcome back, you beautiful F1 fanatics, to the Late Night Race Review. I'm Dave Jericho, and I'm joined, as always, by Owen Scott and Azidro Gonzalez. This weekend saw the return of the Singapore Grand Prix for the first time since 2019, and it wasn't short on drama, and oddly enough, equal looks of disappointment. Maybe that was just me. Don't forget, guys, though, to hit that like, follow, and subscribe button. We really appreciate it. It was a strange race, this one, but what do you guys make of it? I, I always find something to to draw from the race that I, they enjoyed. Like the, the McLaren lads getting some points. That was a great finish by the two of them. And that, that Perez drive, absolutely unbelievable. There was stuff here to, to keep me satisfied anyway. I was I was happy with this race. And what about yourself, Isidro? What did you what did you make of the race today? Uh, it was a bit uh, full of drama and not as exciting as, as it should be. But uh, overall, there was a nice battles. So that kind of compensates the multiple safety and virtual safety cars. But okay. uh, one one thing that FIA should know is that the tire manufacturer, they spend some time creating wet tires for these occasions. I'm not sure if the FIA is aware of the, ex- the existence of wet tires because no point of wait one hour. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like I'm clearly on my own here as to <laughs> on the opinion of today's race did did no one else before we move on here to actually break down this race i mean <laughs> i seem to be like left out in the cold here with my jacket thrown at me um <laughs> did no one feel like yeah there was loads of incidences there was loads of stuff happening but did you not think the racing the actual racing part was just dull though there was very little actual wheel to wheel racing and Usually what you would get from virtual safety cars and, and full safety cars is great restarts or at least a little bit of drama from a restart. And we got nothing. Like, it was just flat. That's why I'm kind of shocked you are kind of not. I thought everyone was going to be on the same page as me. I thought we all had shit in our cornflakes, but apparently <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> I think there was the there was the restart where uh, Verstappen was was it alongside Norris, Norris. and then yeah, there, uh, who was the other? There was another one that was alongside someone else on the same restart, and just with the timing of it, uh, we were denied a, a great restart there. Um, Apart from that, though, yeah, the, the restart. But that's what I'm Christ. saying. Everything was anticlimactic. Like, every single restart was just like, you were building up with the anticipation, and it was just wah, wah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all um, right, all right, all right. That, that's enough. Let's not say, uh, who's excited for the race review? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. Let's, uh, Jesus. All right. I better fucking make myself sound a little bit more excited than I am. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's kick off with the race winner, though, um, Perez. I mean, he had stellar drive today, even though the FIA really dragged out this one for us. I mean, I thought we were going to have to wait for season five of Drive to Survive to find out who actually won today's race. Um, but it was an impressive drive from Checo. Took advantage of Leclerc's poor start. Um, took the lead, held the lead then for the entire race. I mean, there was moments throughout the race where it did look like I thought Leclerc had the pace over the Red Bull. Checo was able to hold him off, did a great defensive drive as well. 
I mean, how did you rate Checo's drive today, Scotty? I mean, he feels it was possibly his best drive of his career. Would you? Well, when I ask you, do you agree with him? I think the answer should be yes, considering he was the one that felt like it was the best drive of his career. But what did you make of it? Um, oh, it was a fantastic drive. And his, his first podium in uh, six races. Now, you know, well, that's he's he's, uh, he's coming off the back of uh, a little bit of a run of, of bad luck. Um, but I, I don't agree that it was his, like his race in, uh, was it Sakir? Um, where he came from last to first when he was driving for, for uh, not Force India. Oh, what you, were they called? You, you've, brought, you've brought this up a few times. It was Force India, wasn't it? No, they were called something else at that time. Uh, Racing Point. That's what it was. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Force, Force India. It's that pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that Racing um, Point thing. But uh, I, I, that drive was phenomenal for me. So exciting. All of the overtakes. That had everything. Today... He did a he did a fantastic job. He took the lead from turn one and and held it. Great, great drive, mm. but just didn't have the excitement for me that that drive had. I I feel. Yeah, today I think the conditions though today were tricky, um, mm. and he managed to hold on. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe he wasn't uh, he wasn't having to to show off. Show it was different. It was I suppose it was different levels of his ability. He was showcasing. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we just heard. I suppose not not too what, only a few hours ago, that uh, he was given two penalties, a five-second penalty with two penalty points on his license, and a second penalty was a reprimand. Um, it appears as well that both of the penalties were for breaches uh, of the regulations that occurred under the same safety car. Um, do you think the this decision was right from the FIA, Isidro? I mean, and keeping FIA's inconsistencies now out of the conversation, because we could compare this to a multitude of decisions that are completely different um but what what do you think just on on today's race alone did you think it was the right decision to give uh, the penalties yeah it was the right decision even though it took a lot longer than than it should be mm. i mean the, a driver should not wait hours if he actually won the race or not but the the reprimand he got and then he got the warning then he got a five second penalty all that is fair and well deserved, but the fact that the FIA wait so many hours after the race, I mean, if they want, they could just uh, make the decision based on what they have, not wait three, four hours just to let the driver know if he won the race or not. Fortunately, I think since the Canada 2019 incident, they are aware of not doing these sort of things of removing the the win from the driver after the race so overall i think it was fair the decision that he made and sorry <laughs> do you think as well taking now i don't want to put too much of a conspiracy hat on here but do you do you find it was convenient the that it, i mean he had a seven seconds gap seven point whatever second gap to leclerc and they decided to go with a reprimand for the second penalty over any sort of time penalty. And they went with a five. I just wonder, and I'm not saying that they did that purposely to let him win. I'm not, I'm not talking about a Ferrari and Red Bull sort of uh, thing here. I'm just mean like, did that come into the decision making? It just feels like it came into the decision making a little bit that it was just convenient that two penalties, two time penalties would have seen him lose the place. One time penalty was just enough to keep him within two seconds of, of a win. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah, what do you think. Yeah. Just 
think do you think they, it swayed their decision? I'm not saying I'm not talking about conspiracies now that they intentionally did that, but do you just think it was on their mind that it might have swayed the decision? I mean, they are fairly inconsistent with their penalties being handed out. Yeah, but I, they were aware of that uh, the gap seven seconds. So giving the five seconds would still give Perez the win. I mm. think, like I was saying, the after the Canada 2019, they learned their lesson not to mess up with the with the win during the race. If it if there was no gap, if the gap was less than five seconds, probably it would be two reprimands, or if it was over. 10 seconds, they probably would give a 10 seconds penalty. But I don't think they would never strip the victory out of yeah. Paris. Yeah, I'd agree. I just think that's the, that they just sort of bottled, not bottled it. I mean, because like I said, Sergio deserved, Checo deserved the win today. I mean, he absolutely did a stellar drive. Um, But I just, I do think, I just, yeah, exactly what you're saying there. I just feel that the the time, the, the time that he had um in hand sort of played into their decision making. Dave. But just just come out and say it straight. Just say that it's a conspiracy. It's the FIA versus Ferrari. Just let's get it out there on the podcast. <laughs> get it out straight for everyone. Stop pussyfooting no, around. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep pussyfooting around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we believe in this podcast, everybody. Uh, yeah. We toe the line. We, we dance on the fence line. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that, Dave. I, I'm, I'm behind your conspiracy about uh, the FIA versus Ferrari. I'm with you, man. Yeah, we'll get a campaign going. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> we'll talk after the podcast. All right, so Now, Max Verstappen, on the other hand, had an absolute weekend to forget. Uh, Underfueled for the quali session on Saturday. So <laughs> he had to, you know, he had to have bought the final lap and ended up settling for P8. Drops five places straight off the start. Uh, makes his way through the field and then bottoms out on his overtake attempt on Lando. Locks up, ruins the tires. Another pit stop has to happen, and then he's working his way from the back of the field again. Um, I mean, yeah, it was one to forget for him. I mean, did did we see a bit of frustration creep in from Max today, Scotty? Um, yeah, it was there from 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 Quali. Yeah, you could see that, and I, I think a little bit of um, not even frustration, a little bit of of nerves, maybe. I think he's on the cusp of uh, a second title in a row, mm. and it, I. I you could kind of feel that from his driving and you could see that obviously when he, he went for the, the overtake of, of Lando. Um, I, I think there's just the, the nerves are there and what they should be in fairness. He, he's every right to be nervous about um, winning the, the title this early on, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a hard one for him this weekend. Very, very hard. I mean, he, st- he still finished in P7 as he drove. Uh, I mean, it was still in the points, uh, not exactly where he wanted to be. Do you think he might have made his way onto the podium, though, had it not been for that sort of rash overtake attempt on Lando? No, I don't think so. I think tonight was not tonight for Max Verstappen. Every time he was trying to get points, something would happen and he would went back a few places. So I don't think that even he had more 20 laps to do, he would be able to get the podium. Now, are you saying... He was... oh, I don't sorry. think he, had... he was feeling on the for this weekend. The pressure of maybe he could win today and get the championship, I think, was maybe a bit too much, and the rain didn't help either. So, I think so, that was not night. He could just keep trying, and it just something would happen. A rabbit would just run across the, the, the track <laughs> or something. So you think just just one of those nights, it just wasn't happening. Even if yeah. he had a 
made that overtake on Lando just there was something waiting down the road anyway regardless it was either it, it was like final destination yeah if the grim reaper doesn't kill you now he's coming for you later <laughs> <laughs> he could he could be alone on the track and Latifi would show up somewhere somehow just <laughs> crashing yeah. onto him and that's it all right well i mean look peace having he's still in the points and obviously he's well in the He's well. He's he's well in the in in the control of the or well in control, should I say, of the uh, the title race at the moment. So there's no fear there. Anyway, he had he had room for he'd wiggle room for a bad weekend. Um, someone who doesn't have a wiggle room for a bad weekend, <laughs> Ferrari. Uh, uh gee, well, look, a double podium for Ferrari, first time since Miami. I mean, mathematically, that uh, keeps them their hopes alive in the drivers and constructors championship. Yeah, if anyone wants to buy into that. But anyway, um, I initially thought, like I said earlier, that uh, Leclerc could have gotten the lead. Maybe there's an argument as well there. There was one or two moments where he could have chanced an overtake. But I suppose given the conditions, though, it was probably better to get the P2 than a DNF at the end of the day. Um, could we have been looking at a different race winner today, though, had Leclerc not fudged the start, Scotty? Um, I, I don't think so. I did, I'd like... The, br very briefly, we could see some pace from from Leclerc, but those little errors from him again—he was sliding all over the place. Um, I just think Checo was way too strong. I think the Red Bulls were way too strong, um, and you could see it with Sainz as well. He was dropping a lot of pace. They just seemed to seem to struggle with pace today for some reason. Do you think I I I thought it was sort of the opposite. I thought there was, yes, there was moments where Leclerc was dropping back from Perez, but I did think there was moments there where he was right on the back of the gearbox of Perez. And I think had he have gambled, there might've been a move there for the overtake. Um, hang on a second. I know actually we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about an overtake and getting the race win, but that's not the question I asked you. So let me go back. Question I asked you though, was had he not fudged the start, would he yeah. have uh, taken the win? And I don't know. I think he had the pace because that's what I was saying earlier. Like when you know he did have the opportunity to take Leclerc. So had he have been in the st in the front of the race, um, sorry, at the front from the very get go, I think Perez might have still had the same pr problem that Leclerc had and struggled to overtake him. That's just my opinion. Like I mean, it's. Uh... You clearly don't think the same. No, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, apparently we agree on nothing today anyway. Nobody agrees <laughs> with me today. So <laughs> I'll just that's what the my... people want. They want discourse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Fuck it. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm disgusted with the lack of support. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Carla signs. Clearly, I don't think we're going to agree on this anyway, but <laughs> uh, like, wasn't on the same level as the front two, apparently my opinion, but apparently Leclerc wasn't on the same level as Perez either, according to Scotty. <laughs> but I don't think Carlos Sainz was on the same level as Leclerc and and uh, Perez. Um, but he did he had he did enough though for P three. Uh, I mean he was we were like sixteen laps in. He was already sort of complaining that he was struggling with the tires, and he started after that complaint came in. We saw him sort of dro start dropping back as well into the clutches of Lewis Hamilton, and. Maybe, though, I, I have a feeling maybe he got a bit of good fortune, though, today, Signs, I think maybe he was at the mercy there of um, of Hamilton. Yeah, Signs was a bit lucky today. Um, the fact that Hamilton had a few issues, it kind of helped Signs to, to help the P3. 
otherwise the way that the race was uh, was going Hamilton was would be able to take science science the the not the not the not the car but the tires were was uh, they were not uh, the best and it was one of the reasons why Leclerc was not able to get Paris as well mm. because there were times where the tires were too hot and need to cool down so that's why sometimes we see Leclerc uh, with a huge gap between Paris and Leclerc so the same thing with Sainz yeah but uh, the problems with Hamilton help Sainz and Norris would never be able to to get Sainz yeah, no, I think he would. I don't think he would have dropped back much further than that. But I think he certainly probably would have lost. There was a podium there to be lost. Um, you know, ha- had things not panned out the way it was. But I mean, there are 137 points now behind Red Bull. I mean, they've gained a, li- a little bit of ground today. I mean, look, I know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So either of you can answer on this one. Any hope in the final five races for the Tifosi, Scotty? I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it. It would make things a hell of a lot more interesting. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I really don't, I don't see it happening. Now, not the driver's title. I, let's, let's just say, is there any hope in the constructor's title of both Leclerc and Sainz getting sort of maximizing points and maybe Perez not picking up as many as, as expected or some issues yeah, maybe i i don't know i say with with the win today for perez i think that will push him on a little bit he'll have a little bit more confidence we're going to start seeing a, a few more top three finishes now from from perez i think from now until the end of the season mm. and again there's there's still i still i think there's there's errors in the in the ferrari camp there always is um but i think there's errors there um yet to come out um the the, the clown college wasn't on on full display there today but I, I don't think that's fully gone from from the Ferrari camp. So yeah, I, I don't see it to be honest. What about yourself, Isidro? Any chance uh, of uh, the constructors being going down to the last kind of race or two? No, I think the the title for the constructors is long gone for Ferrari. Although I think they are a little bit better compared with the with the previous races. Mm. At least this time, they did not mess up any of their drivers' race. So they definitely learned a few things over the past uh, few weeks, but uh, is uh, is too late to to get the title at the moment. I think they should focus on not getting Mercedes robbed that place because today was not an example, but Mercedes is slowly getting stronger and stronger, picking up on Ferrari past Mercedes uh, past errors. Well. As you say, Mercedes are getting stronger and stronger. I feel that is a perfect segue into our next little question. Mercedes. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, it was a great opportunity for Hamilton, and we are seeing the strength of that that uh, that Mercedes coming. And it was it, it was a great chance for him to get the baggage first race of the season, or baggage first win of the season, should I say? Missed out on pole by literally five what what five one hundredths of a second. Um, ended up P three, but then. Race day then, it just started falling asunder for him. Uh, I mean, he wasn't comfortable from the get-go. We heard him over the radio complaining about the the tyres. Uh, sort of and later sort of uh, transpired that he actually wanted a, a used set of inters um, and the team apparently didn't have sort of a, a good enough used set to put him out on for the race start. So he ended up on sort of a f- fresh set of inters, which he was complaining that the grip was terrible. 
And then he went full Leroy Jenkins then on an overtake attempt on Carlos Sainz and binned it into the wall. Um, and after the pit stop, then he ended out in a battle, the, the old battle of champions where we had uh, Vettel, Hamilton and uh, Vettel, Hamilton and Verstappen behind, which I have to say, this was shaping up to be a great battle for the end of the race. And then Hamilton then ran wide uh, and was taken by Max. And then Hamilton ultimately just finished P9 then at the end. Um, so, I mean, do you think Hamilton's going to take some positives away from this weekend as either? The car still appeared to be quite competitive this weekend and probably strong enough for P3. But how are you, how are you thinking he's walking away from this weekend? I'm sure disappointed not to get that P3, but maybe confident in the car a little bit? Yeah, the car is it's, uh, definitely... Um, the only positive point that the, I think you can see on the on the race today. But I mean, the pain didn't end there for Mercedes, apparently. Um, Russell had a weekend to absolutely forget. I mean, he went out in Q2 in qualifying, took a power unit change, started from the back, and then basically became live data feed for the rest of the team as to how good the slicks or how good or bad the slicks were. So sort of no surprise he ended up finishing effectively dead last, which was P14. So and my question on this, though, was should he maybe have taken the hit on the, the, the next, after he came out on the slicks, and it was clear on his outlap, I mean, it was just not going to happen. Um, should he have taken the hit then, come in on the next lap for a set of inters, um, and then gamble on the safety car. I mean, it worked out quite well for McLaren, that safety car. Uh, and I mean, it it's Singapore. There's always safety cars. So should they have maybe run the risk and just say, do you know what, we'll come in for those inters, hope hope we can uh, make some uh, make some ground then under a safety car? Yeah, I mean, you, you could see it straight away. As soon as he came out of the pits, he was coming out sideways. Every corner that he took on that first lap on, on the slicks was was hairy um and they were saying it on the on the sky uh live commentary as well it was like he needs to come in um and we're, we're going to see him in after this lap to, to get the uh to get the um the inters back on again uh and you could see he was just dropping back time eventually they came in and he he was starting to pick up time again but yeah he should have come straight back in again but by the time he started picking up time i think like he was 25 seconds back and they were starting saying, oh, I think his lap times are improving. And then he was <laughs> dropping back even further. And I was like, no, they're not. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, this it, it's it, it definitely for me, I think he could have if he had come in for those inters, I think he definitely would have gained um, a bit more ground than he did do. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know whether a points finish was on, but certainly there would have been something more respectable than uh, the last place. Yeah. But I mean, this weekend overall between Lewis and Russell's races, I mean, really hurt Mercedes in their charge for P2. I mean, they're in a they're, unexpectedly they're in a direct fight now with Ferrari for for that second place. I know we were asking about what Ferrari's chances are for Red Bull, but I mean, realistically, the the battle is going to be between Ferrari and Mercedes for that P2. But I'm sure they're probably quietly confident that Ferrari would balls it up again along the way. Um, so it'll bring it'll come back to them anyway, no doubt. Yeah. But from a team that it did work out for, as we were saying, McLaren, these guys had a great result today. I mean, P4 for Lando and more surprisingly, P5 for Daniel Ricciardo, which I'm sure even came as a surprise to him, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
this is probably the turning point for their race was I mean yeah no the, the, I think the turn point definitely for their race was when the safety car came out and everyone else had already taken their pit stops and were out on on slicks and Lando and Daniel were still on their old inters safety car comes out they they jump in the pits and I think they gained something in the region of 15 seconds on that pit stop which was Lovely. which was great uh, um I mean and then if the day couldn't get any better their main constructor rivals in Alpine had a double DNF with what we presume is engine failures or something to that effect on both of those cars. We haven't seen any news yet um, as to the exact cause of it. So let's talk about Ricardo first. Is this something you'd see Ricardo build on Isidro? Maybe finish the season strong, stick him in the stick himself in the shop window, as it were, for. Uh, someone to pick him up for 2023 or is that ship sailed and it's purely for pride at this stage <laughs> no i think today was just uh they just got lucky uh, the, the alpines were gone and there was a lot the the safety cars they they were lucky as well with the strategy on the safety cars so the p5 for ricardo is uh will not happen again for the rest of the season while Norris is more consistent that way, Norris P4 today is more his style, so there's no surprise there. But Ricardo, yeah, that ship has sailed. He's uh, I you don't think he can he can convince any team. You don't think? At well, least... well, forget about uh, convincing any other team. Sorry, I'm jumping across here, but forget about convincing any other team. Let's go back to the first part though about finishing the season strong. Like, do you not think maybe he's got okay? Yeah, he did get lucky with um, some results and some DNFs and stuff like that ahead of him. But do you not think maybe he'll he'll draw a little bit of confidence maybe in this? No, and I'll <laughs> hit my head in the next <laughs> podcast. But I think he, no. he's going he's going back to his usual P twelve, P thirteen, that kind of outside top ten. Right. He's not in the mood anymore. To and today was just I think today was just like not not the Ricardo doing this every single race all right i think we can uh, we know who we can rule out from azidro's <laughs> surprise driver in the predictions <laughs> game <laughs> all right well from from one driver who apparently is never going to finish in the top 10 again for the rest <laughs> of the season to lando norris p4 usually mr p7 but p4 today um he sort of finished in no man's lando with nobody around him today but mm. um with him having the ability to put in results, and look, I think maybe Daniel's going to gain a little bit of confidence from this. So has the results, or has the race, should I say, for P4 and the constructors started to swing in the favour of McLaren, or is it way too early for that? I mean, there are only four points in the difference. Could Alpine just come back and uh, sort of pop the party? I, yeah, I like, Cedro said it there, um, Lando is the only consistent member of that that team. You're you're saying maybe that that Ricardo might take a little bit of confidence from from what he's done today, but he had a P6 finish in Australia, and that's the last decent finish that we saw up until today. Like I mean, I think he was he's been outside the top ten or DNFs pretty consistently until today. Again, I just don't see it from him. Unfortunately, he's kind of working. I think his main thing now is he's working on trying to get you know, advertising for Colgate or something, get that smile out there, get a job <laughs> for next year. Um, it's it's not going to happen for them. I'd like, Lando's the only one towing the line there. And in uh, Alonso and Ocon, I think they've got two fantastic drivers. That's a great team. 
um, if they can just get keep the car consistent now, I think I think Alpine should um, I th- they should breeze that that uh, that position over McLaren. I'd say. Do you know what, lads? I I started the podcast in such a negative way, and I've tried <laughs> to end it on a positive note. And you two lads have just shot all over Daniel Ricardo's potential for the rest of the season. <laughs> Not even uh, a glimpse of, ah, he'll take a bit of confidence, but I think he'll struggle for the top 10. Just flat out, no confidence. <laughs> He's done. He'll never see everyone ever again. Well, we can lie about it if you want to. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> uh, wow. We are not on the same page this week. <laughs> I like it. All right. All right. Okay. Let's f- finish up here. I want to just finish up with the FIA. And this is a massive topic. So let's just try and keep it brief here. But so quick comment from both of you on this one. What did you make of the way the FIA handles a few of the decisions this weekend? I mean, we had an hour delay for the race start, which I thought was fucking mental. Um, Sorry, I just realized I keep cursing as well. I'm trying to... (laughs) I'm trying to reduce the the curse word. Scotty's waiting for the for the C bomb to come out and have to hit the bleeper machine <laughs> yeah, again. I'm not bleeping anything else out. You're done. We had to cancel last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> One bleep a season, buddy. All right. Okay. So anyway, we had an hour delay for for the for the race start, and a lot of people, and especially the pundits, a lot of people on Twitter and stuff like that, including myself, were wondering why the teams couldn't have done their pre race procedures in the pit lane while the track was being prepped. Uh, which would have sort of meant that they could have then come out and done their sort of, you know, they got a 10 minute window where the, before they come to the, where, where the 10 minute window of the pit lane being open, where they sort of do a few laps of the track, uh, you know, come out of the pit lane and in the pit lane and, uh, and then they go straight to the grid. So I was thinking that, you know, they could have skipped what they do on the grid, do their 10 laps of sort of prep and then bring it out to the grid for the race start. And I think that's what a lot of people, and like I said, the pundits over on Sky were kind of thinking the same thing. And then next up then we had the DRS being to say, or the, the lack of DRS, should I say, being enabled for a large portion of the race, even though the track was clearly drying out enough and we had most of the drivers at that point for quite a while on slick tires. And then finally... We had we wrap it up then with a two hour delay to decide whether Perez had even won the bloody race or not and what penalty he was going to get. Like, what do you make? I, I know that there are three massively different topics there to to hit the FIA with. In but what do you think of their handling of things today? Just overall, like Azidro? I think the interns that were at Ferrari they moved to FIA this week apparently. <laughs> It was a very messy, messy race, and they no gave a training seminar. Fault. Yeah, <laughs> the the fact that yeah, the, the teams they have access to 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 wet tires, so they could just start them on the race, and if they and after that they go back to the pit, get new tires, and uh, just let the race start. I mean, they, I don't. The delay is uh, was not the best decision of FIA this week. Especially an hour delay. I mean, I can understand a short delay in order for the standing water to subside a little bit, send the safety car around, and then maybe do the, you know, as they start their procedure, like I said, that pit lane is open for 10 minutes. So the cars can sort of parade around for the usually get maybe three or four laps in and it might clear the rest of the standing water to have a, a race start. Sorry, I'm cutting across you there, but yeah. 
Yeah, the rest would have started sooner than uh, than the one hour delay, mm. and the uh, the penalty decisions that it it was only a few hours, but for Checo, for instance, that he'll be waiting to see what I I just won the Singapore Grand Prix, and now the FIA is gonna say no, we don't, and it will be Charles Leclerc. I mean that would not be fair and. Uh, they definitely need, need to speed up their decisions. When the when you when you see the checkered flag, you want to make sure that the driver is the one that he won the race that moment, and not having to wait two or three hours for a confirmation from well, the administration. Especially as there's more complex um, incidences that have happened throughout seasons where the FIA have ruled within the race timeline um and so we know what penalties are applied at any given time and then for this one like you say for something that's a, they sort of they wanted to hear from perez first i'll be honest they can clearly see what's going on surely they can get fairly quick access to the telemetry and stuff like that from the team to be able to make a fairly educated decision as to what was going on having someone in to plead their case at the end of a race to sort of sway the jury, as it were, is not a way of ruling whether a penalty and a, a breach of the rules or or the regulations has been has occurred. What uh, what about yourself, Scotty? How do you think the the handling went on this weekend? Well, firstly, I think the FAA are very lucky that it's not last season because they would have had a, like a GoPro strapped to their head. Netflix cameras would have been in their face looking for them to have a decision. It would have been on Sky Sports Live, just watching them having their talk <laughs> back and forth. They're behind closed doors. They get to be able to take two hours for some reason, what's whatever that is, mm. um, to, to give the results. No, I think that was shocking. And the thing with, um, with the DRS, we've seen it already in Imola where we were waiting and waiting and waiting. I, I don't understand it. The only explanation I have is that the race directors had a slip or something in the rain on the way to the track. And they're like, no, no, no. Driving in the wet is far too slippy. We can't. <laughs> that's very dangerous. We cannot put the DRS on. Um, I don't get it. It, it doesn't make sense. And um, I, I say, bring back Michael Massey. You've heard it here first. Bring him back. I can see he's, wear he's wearing his T-shirt saying hashtag Michael Massey. So... <laughs> Massey too. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, well that that sort of wraps up the review nicely on the for for uh, for Singapore. Um, all right, let's let's move on now to the important the important part of the podcast here: the predictions game. I haven't looked at this, but from what I can remember, I haven't done well. I don't want to look. All right. Okay. So let's uh, let's just get everything up here. Right. Oh, Jesus. Um, right. OK, I'll, I'll call out mine first. <laughs> right. Signs P1, Verstappen P2 and Hamilton P3. I could not have been more wrong. <laughs> nice. Clean slate there, Dave. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> right, fine, I'll call mine out. Um, Verstappen, P1, Perez, P2, Alonso, P3. Genie, Mac. What was At thinking? least you were closer. At least you had Perez just one place out of position there. Yeah, still terrible, though. Isidro. Time for me to shine. Verstappen first, Leclerc second, 
Russell Pope. Oh, I mean, it's is. just disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> all right, hang on a second. Let, get, let me get fluke. put all the fluke. goose eggs into the table here. All right, flops. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. All right, I went Leclerc, DNF. Um, yep. At least you had someone who was actually driving in the race. I went for uh, Nick DeFries, DNF, <laughs> which technically is true because he did not finish the race. No, no, he had a DNS. He did, did not start. So that... <laughs> right, now, I have right. to say, though, I'll still give you credit that you took the punt. Yeah. You took a gamble that if he was there, and uh, I'll give you credit for that. I'm not giving you any points for it, but I'll give you credit for it. Because um, two Williams did not finish the race, so it's very likely if he was racing that that would have been the case. But there two Williams was an accident. Actually, before we move on, I'm going to actually jump around here. What did we make of Latifi's... Like, was oh, Latifi... A, did he forget what sport he was in? It was like NASCAR. You sandwiched Joe into the... Into the... Into the, oh. into the wall. Like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I'm going to miss that guy next year. And he chats on the, on the radio like, Hey, guys, what happened? And you're like... What? <laughs> You're driving the car, buddy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's Latifi. Um, God bless you. Uh, right. Zidra, who did you have as your flop? Oh, my flop was Science DNF. All righty. Ouchie. It's, it's only getting worse from here. All right. Surprise. <laughs> Schumacher, top 10. When are you going to learn? Oh, I, oh, I was putting one point in there. I don't know. I get carried away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zero. Um, the prize. Yeah. Mine, mine wasn't any better. I, I had a Bottas top 10. That, Again, that you were only one one place out. He finished P11. Yeah, which was surprising because he's been DNFing all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Finished the so, race. So. Yeah, yeah. Go Bottas. Go Bottas, but no points for Scotty. Yeah. Zidro. <laughs> I got the album top 10. All right. Goose egg. So, as I said, this is a very easy one to calculate here, as there's a lot of zeros <laughs> on the board. <laughs> Isidro takes the victory again this week. So, let's just go and update the table here. He's and crawling his way back. Place. This means that I'm still in first oh on seven God. points. Scotty. And Zidro now tied in second on six points oh apiece. There's a danger you're finishing last. Actually, there's probably a danger I'm finishing last if I keep my <laughs> stupid predictions <Yeah>. going. <laughs> Although, technically, alphabetically, I would be second if we were doing it that way. <laughs> well, it might be you might be just be tied for first and I'll be second and last. <laughs> my my yeah. outside of the box thinking is not going well. Um, all right. So uh, from one train wreck of predictions <laughs> to the next. Let's do this. Right. Uh, I, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm playing it safe for uh, for Japan. I'm going for Stappen for the win. Leclerc second. Oof. And I think Hamilton's the best driver for, for, out of the rest of them. So I'm going to go Hamilton P3. Scotty. Yeah, I can see your reasoning there. I'm glad you went that way, though. So um, I have Verstappen P1, which mm -hmm. would rule, rule us both out if that happens. Uh, Perez P2. And Charles Leclerc P3. You're jumping got... on the Perez bandwagon. Yes, it's. I, I think. I think it's two. Two Red Bulls. One two. Anyway, high downforce, baby. Jesus, it's not. It's medium downforce track. 
What? Is Japan that high downforce? I'm pretty sure maybe, it is. Uh, I think it's a medium downforce track. Do you know what? Let's I, just... I, I don't know, Dave. Can I have a point if it's high downforce? Let's just wreck the fucking uh, <laughs> the listeners' heads by checking. Everyone's probably Googling at home now. Ah, oh, bollocks, you're right. It's high downforce. Why did I think it was a medium downforce? I'm such an idiot. You're such a noob, Dave. Jesus. Such an absolute rookie. <laughs> oh. Oh, so Actually, good. in fairness, in fairness probably still would have gone with the same prediction <laughs> so yeah all right Zedro, did you know whether it was a high or medium downforce track <laughs> no not on top of my head all right let's go then what did you have or what do you have science dnf oh wait hang on a second <laughs> you uh, have jumped the gun we're talking both. about your top three <laughs> sorry uh max <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. Have you just given us next week's, or have you just completely had a matrix glitch and have given us si- <laughs> your, your your Singapore <laughs> flop again? Uh, All right, top three. Max Verstappen first. Now, this That's is your top three for Japan, Isidro. Yeah. Japan. High down first. High down first. <laughs> okay, high down first, Japan. <laughs> Max first, Charles Leclerc second, Leclerc Russell, second. George Russell third, <laughs> not Lewis Hamilton. So, hang on a second. That's the t- <laughs> that, is, that is your same. That's the same as Singapore. Are you sure? I'm going to double check with you now. Is <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the range just messed up my calculation. That was it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Now, um, if, if his things are science DNF and then Albon top 10, we're going to start to ask questions here. We're, <laughs> we're going to have to jumpstart Zetro. <laughs> I think he just had a stroke or something. Pull the tractor around and we'll get the jump leads going. Um, all right, flop, my Dave? flop is Perez DNF. Oh. I'm not getting on board with the jump, the ah, hype train. I'm, 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 bringing it, I'm, I'm bringing him down to earth like use you. You've berated Daniel Ricardo's P5 victory. <laughs> Ricardo and, and Perez are not the same league. And lowered him. So uh, I'm going to do the same, and I'm going to I'm going to drop Perez into a DNF. Ouch. Who have you gone for the flop? Uh, my flop, hold on, I have to open it back up again, uh, is a science DNF. Science Does not DNF. finish. I think he's going to smack it into a wall. Oh, no, wait. T- not into a wall, into another car. Well, you don't get any extra points regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, DNF, but I think he's going to smack it into another car. Now, everyone, everyone take a collective sigh here or deep breath (laughs) and uh, Isidro, (laughs) please give us your flop for Japan. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to change my mind on the Ah. DNF. Oh, no! I'm just getting the jumper leads ready. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, (laughs) waiting for the flat line. Beep! (laughs) All right, I'm gonna go say, on. Uh, both Aston Martins outside top ten. Um, they are usually outside the top ten, are they not? Yeah, I mean they had a good race today, though. In fairness, but, um, I'd be inclined to give him that. I think just because he's he's doubling up on both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a double. Yeah. And, no, and because uh, I want this podcast to end at some stage today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Aston Martin. <laughs> you double, just give in. <laughs> double DNA. <laughs> was it signs, though? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Jumper leads. All right. My surprise. 
Oh, my surprise. Daniel Ricardo, oh, top that. 10. Ah, Jesus. Well, oh, it's least... not Aston, Aston Martin double DNF. It's Aston Martin outside top 10. So oh, yeah. not DNF oh. guaranteed. All right, blame, blame Scotty for that. He made me panic. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was Aston Martin that one. Outside, outside top 10. Top 10. So you're going uh, Danny Ricardo top 10. Inside the top 10, yeah. Oh, interesting. So you're you're giving Mick Schumacher a reprieve this week, so he might actually finish inside the top 10. He might do, yeah. I'm giving him a chance <laughs> to save his career. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, stay away from Mick Schumacher, please. Um, uh, Albon top 10 uh, finish, I think. Albon top the 10. Yeah, Williams. Good in a straight line. No, yeah, but they're, they're good in a straight line in a low downforce track. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, Albon, top 10 Look, finish. I, I can't say much. I, I haven't <laughs> scored. I haven't got a win in ages. Yeah. Um, now, here we go. Now, the, the big <laughs> the big one, Azizro. What's your surprise? Yuki Tsunoda, top 10. Oh. oh. He's playing home, so he's going to try yeah. to get the point at he, least. He's still Yuki Tsunoda, though. Yeah, but it's playing in Japan, so otherwise, at the end of the race, he needs to take the Kaden out, and that's it. <laughs> end of Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> Full samurai honor. So, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. That's that's not a bad shout. Or he could just commit Harry Carey, and <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the end of his race. so far, has been yeah. Um All right, well... I think that's going to be interesting now for next week. There's some interesting predictions there. But for this week, that's the end of this week's episode. We'll be back next week for the Japanese Grand Prix. So make sure to tune in. As always, get your nah, questions and comments and corrections. Who cares? Send them on to Feedback Late Night Race View or anywhere you see us on social media. Until next week, though, guys. 